0: Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jacqueline Thornhill, and I am honored to serve as the 97th president. Our club focuses on youth, children's literacy, and we support our active duty military and veterans. We meet on Thursdays at Lowry's at noon. For more information, please visit lasvegasrotary.com or follow us on Facebook at Las Vegas Rotary Club Founded 1923, where you can watch a live stream of our weekly meeting. Please enjoy this week's speaker. Artists create complex, abstract,
1: coherent representations of the world. Those representations often go beyond what we can see to capture something that we can feel in the heart on an emotional level. Just think of your favorite Renee, Van Gogh, or Picasso painting. Mm-hmm. Artists actively experiment with new possibilities and change what they do in light of what they find, and in turn help us see the world in a new light. And this is best illustrated by this specific painting right here. It's called The Treachery of the Images by my favorite painter, René Matrice. Sure. The French underneath it says, this is not a pipe. <laughs> Marguerite understood this distinction between what we see and what is real when he said, and I quote, The famous pipe. I've been criticized enough about it. And yet, can you put tobacco in it and smoke it? No, it is only a depiction, isn't it? If I had written, This is a pipe, under my picture, I would have been End quote. Every year, we are asked to contribute to the annual fund, Polio Plus, the World Fund, every Rotarian every year, global grants, etc., etc. For most of us, those programs become an amalgamation of money that represents sends overseas to help which projects deserve. In our cross-based soundbite world, these contributions become. Almost automatic, and we don't think about its potential impact. It almost becomes like a painting of a pipe, or like a karaoke session by Kirin Yomi. <laughs> Surreal and something outside our sphere of influence. Our speaker today is Brenda Preskey, immediate posture of the Liberty Foundation first know, to ever hold that title. She is here to tell us that the needs of the world are multifaceted and that our money, your dollars, have a significant impact on helping the seemingly surreal quest for relief become real through polio eradication, <laughs> lip reconstructive surgeries. And providing access to clean water for entire villages. Please join me in welcoming from the Rotary Club, Pastor Robles, trustee of the Rotary Foundation, and our speaker for the day, Brandon.
0: in a room where they probably didn't realize that each other had given uh, substantially to the Rotary Foundation. And to see the true impact that their dollars have made in the world um, a little bit through my comments last night. And I hope today that uh, I will expand on those comments. And I'm just so privileged to be here to recognize so many people in regards to their um, contributions to the foundation. But Jackie, uh, first of all, I wanted to just, if I could, I wanted to uh, recognize Janelle as the president of the Twenty Five club, and. <laughs> stand up, stand up. Because when I walk into a large club like this, there's nothing better to me to see that the club itself is taking care of your new members in a way that really helps them explain their leadership ability and their connections with the club. So congratulations, Jackie, for continuing on. And congratulations to this club for being so um, warm and welcoming to your new members. So Chanel, thank you for all your services this Thank you. And also, when, when Jackie opened the meeting, she mentioned some things about the past, what happened, and she also mentioned Telstar satellite. I grew up in Maine, in Andover, Maine, and the Star satellite was in my backyard. <laughs> so that brought back a lot of memories, and it was an amazing thing to see because here we had this humongous satellite sitting in our big backyard, and we still had crazy phones. It wasn't that long ago, but it was true. But anyway, uh, Jack, thank you for this invitation. Thank you, Michael, for that introduction. Thank you, Andy, for being the program chair this year and allowing Jack to help me here for the first meeting. And of course, I want to thank your district governor William for her very warm um, welcome to this district and uh, for hosting me this week. It's just wonderful to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm losing some things here on the okay. They're just sliding right off. Yeah. So, okay, we're good, we're good, yeah, all right. So, this invitation to be here at this club today um, is really very special to me. I don't have an opportunity many times to visit outside of um, my home district, really. If you can believe that, with the trustee, we're we're, we're a trustee of the world and not necessarily of a region. So, many times I find myself in places around the world where I do see the true impact of our support to the Rotary Foundation. And I'm really excited to be here at this inaugural event for Jackie, to officially welcome Jackie as the Club president and to inspire you all to connect the world through service. Like you, I know President Jackie will lead your club to high levels of success. This not only because of her passion and role, but due her deep respect and appreciation of each of and and members of this club. And I suspect you probably have the same level of respect and appreciation for Jackie as well. And I anticipate that you will all her your 100% unwinding support. So congratulations mm-hmm. President Jackie, and best wishes for a yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. This visit, as I said, is an incredible opportunity to me, especially as the past chair of the Royal Foundation. Generally, the term of a trustee is four years, and I'll share a little bit more about that role and how it is that you become a trustee. But for me, it's terrific that I can be in a place where I can not only meet and speak with Rotarians, but also share why I love the Foundation and Rotary. It always gives me great pleasure and joy to share what it is that it all means to me. But at the same time to have these opportunities to learn more about why you too are proud Rotarians and supporters of the Foundation. Our foundation, of course, is the chair of the army of, the Rotary, of Rotary International. And I'm here today to especially thank each of you, to thank everyone in this club for providing such a high level of support in so many different ways to Rotary and to the Foundation that I'm especially privileged as well to be what some are calling the very first on many levels of senior leadership in Rory. I was honored last year to have been chosen as the first female vice chair of the Rotary Foundation and then later in the year found myself as the chair of the foundation. It was it was an interesting transition. Um, I wasn't anticipating it, but then here I was, serving in the role of the greatest, of the chair of the greatest foundation in the world, in my opinion. And then now I have the privilege of continuing on for two more years as trustee. And that's another first. Usually the chair's chair, and they'll boot it out. But I have my four year term still, and two more years to go. And I feel that in the last four months as chair, I've learned so much that can be very, very beneficial to the trustee board. So today I thought it would be um, of some interest to you to understand how one becomes trustee at you know, the Rock Foundation. Which, by the way, is one of the world's most highest-rated foundations. In fact, the foundation has just received a four-star rating for the 11th year in a row. This is the highest rating a foundation can receive from Charity Navigator. We came in at 97.51 out of 100 points. And I'm proud to say that our administrative expenses continue to remain very, very low, under 3%, 2.9 actually, um, because of you, because of our volunteers. And we are a membership organization, but we do provide humanitarian service around the world and we depend on each of you to support the Good Works of Foundation. And we cannot do this without you. So, speaking of you, I would like to ask you a few questions and would love to have some really loud acknowledgement from you as your response. Would you be proud if you knew this club had an all-time killing? Of over $1.66 million. Yes. That's quite amazing. That is quite amazing. Thank you. Would you be proud to know that your club has been a 100% Paul Harris club since 2010 11? Would you also be proud that you host 103 Paul Harris Fellows? 12 plus major donors and five Bequest Society members? And would you be especially proud to know that the Rotarians in this club alone gave more than 10% of the entire total giving in this district last year. <laughs> Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So that's right, you gave over fifty five thousand dollars to the foundation last year just in this club. And that was both to the annual fund and to Polio. And I did notice when I looked at your report that you're strong support polio, which happens to be one of the things that I really Really, am passionate about. So, it's true. The district, comprised of 2,200 members, collectively gave $522,000 last year to the foundation. And for that, I must extend my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you, and especially to your leaders. John Chase, of course, we met last night at dinner, but to Luann, we have some big shoes to fill this year, and I know that you'll do it well. So what does this all mean to you? What it means is that your gifts that you made to the annual fund, which is the lifeblood of your organization, in my opinion, will come back to you in many ways. Once it's invested three years, you will receive, the district will receive 50% of that back that you can use for grants. The other 50% is also invested and that can be used to match the funds that you do that grant. So in a way, you almost get 100% back. Of your money, every dollar that you give to the foundation comes back to you in some uh, some way. The best part about global grants is that the other 50 percent is made available for that match. So I'd rather stay here. Where else can you get a return on your money to the Rotary Foundation? So all right. I'm going to get back just a moment to why I was fortunate enough to be asked to become a trustee at the beginning. I found myself saying along the way yes to many, many assignments that were offered to me where I wasn't really quite sure if I could successfully handle it. But because it's rotary, you never say no, right? So I challenged myself a lot of times and I went into different areas that that I didn't feel really comfortable with. But Wow, I found that I really loved it. So in my case, my assignments allowed me to be rather successful in the areas of fund development or fundraising for the foundation for a good number of years. And I already had a special interest in the Royal Review Centers, which I'll get to in just a minute, and especially the need for ongoing funding and support of our number one priority holder, for real eradication. I can honestly say, that I believe in both initiatives and I have a passion and my husband has along with me to support both. So as you heard, um, I served way back in 2001 and two. I don't know that you mentioned that much, Michael, but I served as governor in my district, 5240, in 2001 and two. That was a good long time ago and here I am still around. But then I served as a regional foundation coordinator for the zone, and then I served as a, in the first class of what we called endowment major gift advisors. And so all those roles led me to meet wonderful donors. And it was two years ago when President Ian Risley, um, President-elect at the time, had to seek new three new seats of trustee board. And he put together a small committee of three and said, All right, I need to have someone in fund development and to have someone in finance. And so the committee identified me um, for the fund development, and then they, end up, they um, identified Mike Webb from the UK, who has a strong finance department. In fact, he's our finance chair at the Foundation. The third person happened to be uh, already filled in a way because what happens is the immediate past Rotary international president automatically comes on the trustee board for four years and in the fourth year they become the chair. So that was Rodney Verbinder. So the three of us came on board and uh, we developed really strong, wonderful friendships. So I'm here today as one of three well-qualified people serving um, this year and we have three women on the trustee board this year. So we really have to about that. So now, why do I love the foundation? First and most importantly, I find that Rotary, and especially the foundation, give me great purpose in life. Why? Because of people like you. Good people who are doing good things each and every day. It was inspiring to say the least. So, today, for the time I have left with you, I'd like to concentrate on one of my passions the Rotary Peace Centers and Rotary Peace Fellows. I think a lot of Rotarians don't really know about that program and fully understand the impact that these Peace Fellows are making in the world. So, uh, at the end, we're going to use Paul Harris, and if you have any questions, I can help answer those or maybe you can say after the meeting, but we have a big meeting today. So why does the foundation give me purpose? Because over the years I've had the pleasure of meeting many, many donors around the world who are extremely passionate about peace and how our world peace programs are helping us to realize a more peaceful world. You can see it in their eyes, you can hear it when they talk about our amazing and and how their support and commitment shows a passion towards resolving conflicts and easing conditions that put peace at risk. At times when speaking with donors, I feel like I'm sent there to inspire them to support our work, but then the donors always end up inspiring me with an overwhelming generosity and commitment. What has touched me most, in my heart, are the friendships that I have formed around the world. Rotarians come together in completely different cultures, and in the course of solving a problem, these friendships develop ties that last forever. I'd like to say that peace is a process, and so too is friendship. The kinds of friendships we make here in Rotary are the lasting tools of peace. That is why Rotary approaches peace not as an abstract concept, but as a living, dynamic expression of human development. It is both the cornerstone of our mission a humanitarian service organization, and it's one of our six areas of focus. Creating peace, that's difficult. It's difficult work. In fact, is it asking too much for one person or any organization create peace, and it is, is it asking for the impossible for anyone to create permanent, lasting change. The best that we can do day by day, I think, is to build an environment that's ready for peace. It's like checking into a hotel, right? There's no guarantee that when you arrive on that trip, that you will be free of concern or conflict there could be terrible weather, your itinerary might change unexpectedly, you might end up eating at a really bad restaurant, not like Lowe's, or a step foot on the wrong train across town. Things happen, but at the hotel, if it does its job correctly, it creates a foundation for a pleasant trip. It greets you with friendship, it provides you with a clean and well-decorated room, and the staff checks up on you to make sure that everything with your stay is okay. A well-managed hotel creates the right environment for a pleasant trip or vacation. And that's what Rotary does on a global scale for peace. We create conditions that make peace possible. Using our six areas of focus, which all leads us to peaceful conditions, We help bring people together to solve problems rather than looking for areas of conflict. We help alleviate poverty and disease. We help build economies and better education for both boys and girls. So does this work guarantee peace? No, of course not. It gives peace a chance to thrive, to take root in the hearts, of our communities. Rotary believes that if concerned citizens mobilize locally to create peace, change can happen globally. The best conflicts are those resolved peacefully. The more people who can see action, the harder it is that they will work towards settling disputes aimed at the There are always challenges and your Rotary Foundation faces an important young right now. How can we make the greatest possible impact in Rotary's future? We can't be everywhere, and we can't fund every single project, every single peace project. But our new vision statement underscores the challenge in front of us. Just listen to these words and think about how they might apply with our work for peace. Together, we see a world where people unite and take action to create lasting change across the globe in our communities and in ourselves. So how do we do that in a world of limited resources? The answer is that we are doing it in several ways. First, we're going to expand our peace centers to reach the next generation of peace builders. We will continue our partnership and work with the Institute for Economics and Peace, as well as mediators beyond borders, and we can continue to engage and expand our portfolio in peace projects. In addition, I'm really, really happy that the trustees just approved a new peace certificate program in Uganda at the Nakarei Institute, and we're really excited, and Africa is thrilled to have this peace center on their continent. So we're really excited about it and we can't wait to share some of the work that our peace fellows are going to be able to provide the world when they they, uh, enter into the global uh, workforce. But all of this wonderful progress brings me back to where I began, with the amazing donors who support the Rotary Foundation and especially the Rotary Peace Centers year after year For example, the Peace Centers program is made possible through generous support of Rotarians and friends who make gifts and commitments to endow the program. To date, donors have contributed, if you can imagine, $169 million to the Rotary Peace programs and support of those programs. In fact, my husband, Dick, and I are so proud that we have endowed also a Peace certificate fellow In perpetuity. Our ambitious plans depend on all of our continued generosity. We need to have donors to help build the endowment. Only in this way will we have a reliable annual source of funding for these global projects. We need donors to stay engaged in the work that the Peace Fellows do in order to see firsthand the difference that they make. What I need from you is for you to keep telling your worldly stories. We heard it today, people of action stories, your photos. Tell those stories, share those stories. Don't be afraid, be proud of what it is that you're doing. If you haven't, I encourage you to participate and share your voice on social media. Find those opportunities where you can give a speech to share your story. Go to my rotary and find out how they can help you with the wonderful resources that they have there. But together, we can keep building our foundation for peace and make the world a safer and more loving place for every man, woman, and child. President Jackie and fellow Rotarians and guests today, I truly thank you for your dedication, your unwavering support, and your engagement into action Let us know what we can do to help you, but let us all together realize positive peace. Thank you. So, just so you know, for some of the newer members here, Paul Harris consists of cumulative $1,000 contributions to the International Foundation, I think each of the annual fund, you be a polio. For each $1,000, you get your initial Paul Harris or you will go up in levels. We have several of those to present today. So, as we call you forward, please come forward, receive your pen from Brenda, and then stay forward, please. So we can have a real picture. And the first person to come forward. The first one's not here. The <laughs> first one is the only one that wasn't here. So Kim Leone, Paul Harris, plus one. Howie Hopkinson, Paul Harris, plus one. (laughs) Kirk Alexander, Paul Harris, plus two. We all know. Switch yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. <There you> <laughs> <laughs> recognize new Paul Harris fellows, and what an extraordinary show of short support we just received. But here we are with a father, a Rotarian, a major governor, and Paul Harris fellow himself at many levels, um, who is very proud today to extend this great honor to someone special in his life. So Chris, I'm going to let you um, do that
1: honor. Is right to Absolutely. Thank you very much. Well, I am very honored today to be able to bestow upon my son Connor Rundfelt his first Paul Harris honor, and I am happy to present that to you right now.
0: Come forward, please. Rose Coloco is Paul Harris plus eight. And she is also in press level two, which means that she has set the international foundation as a beneficiary in her role or trust for $25,000 or more. Well, how did that happen? Well, it started in Westlake Village, California, in 2001, where you were the first lady district governor in Tareen, that's when I first met you, and heard your wonderful, compelling story about your friend been with and i can relate to that, but I had a friend who I went to school in Polio. and then she moved away, and I'm never going to talk to her, and she's always on my mind. So anyway, I love her, and I think it really stands for it, and it's a pleasure to hear that I can't it. Tom oh, Thomas, will you come forward, please?
1: Uh, no, I'll get emotional. <laughs> each of them have chosen um, during their teenage and, and college years to go to foreign countries and serve the needy for months and then, uh, in some cases years. So on behalf of uh, each of my five children, I'm presenting
0: them with their Paul Harris's plus three. <laughs>
1: Congratulations to all of us <laughs> again.
0: One is currently studying and the previous one was in Nigeria, and I believe she was the first one in our district, so it was something for the whole club to be proud about being part of this program. Absolutely.
1: Real quick, do you have an update on how we're going to impact versus polio this year?
0: Yes, I do. Um, we're, we are remain very, very close. We have some issues in Pakistan, as you may have read. Uh, where there were some vaccinations that um, the, the locals felt went wrong, and so there was mass hysteria of vaccinations. And so, uh, working with the governments, I can tell you that this has been an enormous plus for Rotary and its partners, UNICEF and uh, World Health and CDC, because the government is completely behind all of our work, and we feel very very confident that we're in um get over that big issue, continue it. And with the measles outbreak, I can tell you that um, the, the infrastructure that we are leaving behind because of all of our polio work is going to be absolutely critical when we further down the road start dealing with different types of outbreaks because this is in place, it will be in place for a long, long time. And we can utilize that with the help of the World Health Organization and But we only do have two countries left, Pakistan, and Afghanistan, we're very, very close. When you think about it, we are under 100 cases over these last four years. When you think about when we began, we were having, we had 350 thousand cases every year in 120 countries. We're down to two with like 37 cases. So it's phenomenal, what can I say? We have just people.
1: Right. So we, as Rotarians, understand the value of foundation and administration costs is less than three percent, and we're willing to give you know to that foundation. How do we get the word out to people that are Rotarians that have monies so that they want to give to charities? This is one of the greatest charities in the world. So how do we do that? It is, in fact, your governor. something up her
0: sleeve this year to reach out to people outside of the Rotary organization and she's putting on a fundraising event uh, and she'll tell you more about it I'm sure but basically she's reaching out to individuals who have the capacity uh, and the passion to support one of or all of our six areas of focus and I really feel confident that she's going to raise the awareness at least in this district and I would encourage you to bring maybe that idea back to your district in Ohio. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Hi.
1: Right. Uh, when I went to Toronto, I uh, was introduced to the 2020 by
0: 2020 initiative. If that's still in place, would you just briefly explain what number I will give you inside of the nation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's actually 22.25 billion dollars in support of our endowment uh, by the year 2025. And currently we have assets, um, well, let, let me just say last month we had assets in the high 800s. And I just learned this week, this is the inside information. Don't tell anybody. But I think we just reached a billion dollars uh, for assets. And, And with bequests and endowments, legacy gifts, those of you who want to remain a fraternity forever, it's a wonderful way to leave a legacy with uh, something in the real to the Rotary Foundation because after all, we have the annual fund that we put to work today, but it's the legacy giving and the endowments that will continue our future, to secure our future in the foundation. So I really encourage you to, um, to look at me a request to the Rory Foundation. That way, we can reach our goal of 2.25 billion by 2025. Thank you for asking. And
1: there, um, assuming you know the measles outbreak was a affluent uh, suburban uh, problem, so assuming that uh, those same folks aren't getting the uh, polio uh, vaccination, rates and stuff susceptible, or something like that. A polio outbreak.
0: Is that what you're saying? That's interesting because we had that similar question yesterday I think somewhere along the line. Um, I think it was Chris actually that asked me that last night. And uh, we are are so on top of surveillance right now. We have new mechanisms to surveil any uh, possibility of the polio virus anywhere in the world. And that's why we're down to 37 cases of polio because once we find it, we immediately actually, through surveillance, know where the virus came from. And we can go straight to that area and vaccinate um, and do a a great big uh, coverage of polio vaccination. In the U.S., we had minor outbreaks, polio, but mostly these were people coming in from another country. And again, once it's located, we can take care of it right away. But measles is a whole other thing, isn't it? So I think, think we got one more. Oh, one more. Okay, Chris. Can
1: you give us some information
0: about self-directed time mm-hmm. that Rotary really is participating in how that affects the money. Self-directed yeah. funds, so we understand what you're talking about we'll and reverse that. Rotary really direct? Yes. Rotary really direct is the absolutely best way to support Rotary Foundation because you can just set it up uh, through online and have a, a monthly or a quarterly or an annual donation, to every Foundation each and every year. It's done automatically through your credit card. And um, it's an easy thing to do. And I can tell you, personally, when I see that coming across my credit card each month, I love seeing it. And then sometimes I even say to myself, maybe I should do a little bit more. But, you know, it's really nice to see that happening all the time now. I don't have to really think about it, but I can think about it. Maybe, has my, my passing changed that I can change the amount. So, thank you, Chris. I like that. Um, it's really a wonderful way to support the Brenda, thank you very much for being our speaker today. And thank you, everyone, for contributions to the public polly- today. And we have let's get you with our personal report. So and thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Ever stops to itself. One kind of action leads to another. Let's lead together building connections, taking kind of action, serving one another, rejoicing in the fellowship of rotary, leading a turn. We hope you enjoyed the latest podcast from the Las Vegas Rotary Club. For more information about future meetings, membership, and our local service projects please visit lasvegasrotary.com. Now please go out, take action, and connect the world.